wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 339 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we are talking about the PlayStation Plus price increase, Astrobot resurfaces, Headset Maker gets bought by PlayStation, and the meme community gets a win, unfortunate Bioware layoffs, and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on youtube.com at ps trophy room or if you're listening to your feeds right now each and every thursday bright and early with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i'm tired <laughs> same Big it's a same. good tired but i got my celsius it's too late for a celsius but it doesn't matter i need it uh I'm doing good. Yeah, I just realized when you're going through that intro. Yeah. I, I know we've been at this sort of number of episode threshold for a while now. Yeah. When you like boil it down like quick math, like six years worth of trophy room episodes is wild. One week. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like back in the day, I no, think 2020, like we, we had, did like. like you know. We had some special one. That's yeah. what I mean. But like, if you did one, if you listen to a brand new episode from the beginning, yeah, one time a week, it'll take you six years to listen to everything that we've done. Hot dang! On that pace, is that weird to think about? That is weird to think about. It's crazy. We've been doing this for five plus years. I know it's wild. It's wild, and we still haven't really. We still really don't know what day we started it. We have a vague idea. I know I first came on as a guest before I went to PSX. Yep. And then you brought me back because you thought I sounded okay, I guess. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're like, you, you got on one knee and you're like, Kyle, I propose. Will you do me the honor and make me the happiest co host in all PlayStation <laughs> land. I will. I said I yes. Will. <laughs> I threw the bouquet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Somebody else caught it and started a podcast. It's a whole thing. You it's know, I threw my thing. old mic. I threw my snowball. And then they <laughs> caught it. And then they started a podcast and forever keeps going and going and going. There you go. There you go. Separaternal like that. Kyle, I'm pre-gaming a little bit. Because um, I got some. You got Celsius. I got mm-hmm. Gatorade Zero. Because okay. Important. Uh, what flavor? Oh, it's my least favorite. It's orange. Yeah. Well. The, did you know that they make a cucumber flavored Gatorade? What? Yeah, it's not great. No, because it's cucumber. Nobody likes cucumbers. No one willingly digests cucumbers. That's what cucumbers. I try to tell people. Yeah. But there are some people I know that love the cucumber Gatorade. Well, not me. See, for me, it's like if I'm drinking orange Gatorade, I might as well be drinking orange juice. That's how my brain <laughs> thinks. <laughs> What's your favorite Gatorade? Uh, okay, so mine has to be red. Oh, okay. Or lemon lime. I don't mean to laugh. What? You saying red reminds me of a story <laughs> where I worked at summer camp. Yeah. And I didn't eat all day. All I had was a red Gatorade. Yeah. I go to use the bathroom. I thought I was bleeding eternally. Oh, no. <laughs> Because of the dye or whatever, I didn't eat or anything. I was like, oh, no. I started freaking out, and I went to the ER. <laughs> I would, too. Is and this- they're like, listen, it's just Gatorade dye. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. All right, here's the $500 I owe you for going to the ER. <laughs> the $500 glass of Gatorade. I love it. Oh. Kyle, I love when you're this exhausted, and you are this exhausted because of the 6-1 indie mini indie showcase that y'all did. You had many sleepless nights making sure you got all the things done. How does yeah. it feel now that it's out in the wild? Oh, my God. I'm so proud of this one. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know, this is the third indie game showcase that I put on over at 6-1 Indie. Um, this one, I think, is more special because we had less time to do it. Mm. Uh, we thought we thought of doing a second one a year right before like we really announced it. Yeah. And so like for the March one, we had like four months to prepare. This one was like we announced it on June. And we did it now. So like a month and a half, really, of like, <laughs> wow, getting the script down, getting the games, getting all the assets, you know? Yeah. But it was great. It, nice. it, it was a good time. There are some really dope games. I cannot wait for you to watch it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone in the community who said they watched it and uh, uh, told me they that they wishlisted some really fun games. And there's nice. it's not just Steam games. There are some PlayStation games in there. Ooh, That's what I like to hear, Kyle. The, the last game, I think, is a Joe-ass game, and it oh. is coming to PlayStation 5. Oh. Well, goodness gracious. the first gracious. game we ever covered as 6-1 Indie. Well, then and we you know got what? to unveil it. It's pretty let's, cool. Let's put a link down below in the comment section. Uh, let's I'll, get I'll everybody say it right now. I'll, I'll say the name of the game right now, yeah, just in case. It, the game is called Crystalla, Crystalla by Astral Clock Tower Studios. As I say in the showcase... Let me uh, tee it up for you. It's a mix between Assassin's Creed and Sekiro. And I'm immediately in. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> you give me a parry system, a, a, a stagger bar, and, just and as what? a happy camper. You play as a cat. I like this. I'm into yeah, it. It's awesome. Kyle, listen, I got a starter question. Of course, this comes from Bertos Maximus. You can write in. Uh, by adding us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or you could join our amazing Discord link in the description of the video and podcast. Uh, Bertos Maximus writes in, again, we're a PlayStation podcast, y'all, but he writes in saying this, hey guys, hope you're all doing good. Firstly, I want to thank y'all for offering your DM to me for if I'm ever feeling down, it's appreciated. Of course, this community, yeah, we welcome all. Absolutely. We're here for all. Now, for the Starfield hype, where do I start? I've seen so much about it that I'm stoked that I'm considering buying the collector's edition of the game that is apparently exclusive to them, but comes in at a whopping 250 euros. I don't know how much that is American. I can't wait for it. That's that's the the game store in UK. It's called Game. Uh, America. It's version of GameStop, I think. America. Uh, here is the question. All right, what are you guys looking forward to most about it, and which feature has got you most excited? As always, keep bringing us the amazing podcast and content from your friend from across the pond. P.S. House Slinger for the win. I need to get T-shirt link down in the description to the merch store. Let me preface this by saying, Bertos, this is the joke. My DMs are now closed. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Kyle, listen, I've seen a whole lot of hullabaloo over Starfield. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's like every hour there's someone that hasn't played it, that has an opinion about it. Um, 
<laughs> where are you, man? Where, like, I know you don't have an Xbox. Where, where am I? But like, I don't know. <laughs> my mind's somewhere. Not here, <laughs> Kyle. Not here. My question is, where's your hype for Starfield? Like, what are you hoping that you know you see that gets you on board? Because I know you're not like the the. You're not on the hype train that I'm on for Starfield. I'm not. No. no. And again, let me preface. It's not just because it's not on PlayStation. Right. I just, I, from everything I've seen, it doesn't seem like a Kyle game. Sure. It feels like I'd be overwhelmed way too quickly. Don't you and hate that, that you have to preface that? I really do. But like, that's the world we live in right yeah. now. Because I guess a lot of people think if you are on a platform specific podcast that you're pro that and hate everything else. Like I just love video games. Um, My hype is like pretty low. Um, Also, I don't own an Xbox anymore or my PC can't handle the game on, on PC game pass. So um, I'm not going to play it anytime soon, but I am excited to just see the, like you brought up, like someone made the millennium millennium Falcon right in the game. I just want to see people's creations of like ships and like, Mm see how creative they are and how free reign it mm-hmm. really truly is like can you really be the space pirate you, you dream to be yeah it, can you be the lawful good do everything by the book and and be satisfied with that kind of gameplay and maybe even some of the surprising things of like wow this story it's actually pretty good because that's my biggest hang-up is they haven't told me really much of anything narrative wise sure and, sure. and that's what usually hooks me in, other than that weird magic, like second long clip in the Starfield Direct. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's where my hype is. I'm excited for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to actually watch some review embargoes go, uh, you know, yes. go away tomorrow because I am very curious. Um, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a good time to, for video games, though. Like, we're ramping up big time. Exactly. Like, really, Starfield is going to kick off. I was just thinking about it, um, like, driving home today. It's really going to kick off the holiday season. Because after Starfield, it's like every week there is a game that we're going to be covering on the show. Like, there yeah. is a, a a awesome, you know, triple uh, A or, like, double A or indie game that is going to be, you know, having the spotlight. And I think that's Plus awesome. Plus Baldur's Gate this week for PlayStation. Yeah. So, like, it's there's wild. just so much to play. And what aggravates me is the conversations online of people's preconceived notions of what a good, quote-unquote, review score is. Like, yeah. to me... I don't care where Starfield really rates uh, because I'm going to play it for myself and judge it by myself, you know? Absolutely. As you should. Yeah. Like, for example, a lot of the games that are like my game of the year are not like on the Jeff Keeley's or like they're, they don't mm-hmm. win the Keeley's. You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. example, Ghost of Tsushima, one of my favorite games of all time. I think that's like a Metacritic of like 82, 83. To me, it's like near perfect. I love that game mm-hmm. so much. No number is going to dictate my enjoyment of the game. At the same exact time, those people that review the game, they know if they give it a high score, a low score, or even a score that's in the 80s or whatever, that they're going to get hate either way. Absolutely. Yeah. So really, it's highlighted how volatile the discourse is and how so many people, you know, not in our community, thankfully, 
just don't want to even be a part of it anymore because it's it it is it's so typical. It's like Xbox does a thing, so PlayStation creator throws hate their way. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, you know, has a thing. Xbox creators hate that thing. You know, like it's just the dumbest. Like it's kind of like it's it. They think of it like it's sports, right? Like every podcast is like Monday morning quarterback, but like just anti whatever you know opposition company x Mm -hmm. is doing it's Mm -hmm. just really annoying so like for me i'm excited for starfield i run a playstation podcast alongside you i'm excited for it it's normal to play games that aren't just on my ecosystem of choice or preference it's totally normal most people do that so like Mm -hmm. to me it's like yeah it's it's good to break out my my xbox controller every now and again and play a game that actually intrigues me so I'm excited for to hopefully see Xbox get a win, and they probably will from what I'm hearing. So, yeah, I'm excited for Starfield because I want to see kind of exactly what you're saying, Kyle, which is I want to see how truly lost I can get in this world. Like, mm-hmm. I want the option to never build a fort. Like, the, the building outpost do, yeah. does not intrigue me. I actually yeah, Fallout 4 one was not great. Uh-uh, don't like it. But building like my own Millennium Falcon, getting my mm-hmm. own crew together, like that is the thing that excites me. Like just going out to worlds and like scavenging, hunting and like, you know, like doing bounties or whatever, like if that game opens up in that way, then Starfield's going to really have my attention in a big way, but I'm excited that for the first time in a very long time, there's an Xbox game that could be that game of the year caliber game for me because it's been so long. So for me, I mean, I'm excited for that, man. It's not even just Xbox. Like, yeah, Xbox is the place to play Starfield, but it is a Bethesda games game. Yeah. That's like monumental. That's another huge game from a huge developer. Mm-hmm. It should be something that's celebrated because. And suddenly take, it's not, this, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a jab or, or dig at them, but, like, it takes a while for Bethesda to make games because yeah. their games are so huge and vast, and there's a lot of things you can do in it. So this should be a time of celebration, and instead it's... Tiring. Every, it, yeah, it, over the stupidest little things. Yeah. Whether it's, it's Puddles it's and Spider-Man or, I don't know, Ugh. there's only three parking spaces per planet on Starfield. <laughs> people are going to find a way to complain. And I just love how yep. this community is so anti that uh, it just, it, it makes me happy to see people in our community excited for Starfield, wanting to know our thoughts on it. It's nice that we're building something different. Truly. Yeah. Can, can I ask you what the first thing you're going to do in Starfield is? I'm going to find an alien to, to, you know, Oh, test that theory out. <laughs> Whoa. Not what I was That's expecting. Right. I'm going to see if I can, uh, that alien blowhole, you know? <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking they're dolphin aliens. <laughs> little Wait, bit of did, housekeeping. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Was, was there a dolphin alien? What was that movie? Hitchhiker's Guide? Wasn't there a dolphin alien overlord in that movie? Well. I can't remember. I'm about to put the, a ring Joe's on future, it. Joe's future partner for life. <laughs> yep. Zeepzorp 9. <laughs> I'm gonna put a hula hoop up for them to jump through every mm-hmm. anniversary. That's yep. Well, that's how we celebrate it in 
Zeepzorp's world. Do you know? also go through the hoop? You just fly out of the water and go through it? Yeah, I'm going to adapt. It's, I'm going to kind of like avatar it, dude. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to put my body in a dolphin alien. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, housekeeping. We got merch, baby. Hit that link down in the description. It helps us out. And you can support the good slinger or banger cause because those short shirts are so gosh darn great. And of course, for our patrons out there, it's a little time for a Patreon pitch. If we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your uh, situation may be, it really does help us out if you send us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's because of your generosity is the reason why we look so great. It sound so good and keeps the show ad free. Let's, uh, let's keep it up. You know what I'm saying? That said, I want to thank our newest members at the Platinum Tier Solo, Silcanet at the Silver Tier, and my favorite name, Mo Spankins at the Silver Tier. <laughs> Mo Spankins, you can't That's leave great. now. You can't. You're trapped here. <laughs> at our premium members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. At our other Platinum Tiers, uh, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, y- Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Eco Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Astrubles and Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris, Hybrid 748, Matt Veldez, and Chris the Wizard. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Darth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hayden Doors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Andrew Soar, Astronaut Jr., a Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET, Tino Six Speed, N Johnson, Shaw McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, Duh Overlord, Darwane Raksha, Rick Davis, and the Lord Commander Suddy. Thank you all so much for your generosity. And. With that said, and with that all out of the way, it's finally time. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Oh, Kyle. I forgot to write this or interrupt Please. you earlier. Um, I know he said it last month or a few weeks ago. Yeah. Roads of Greatness is switching up a little bit. Ooh. We are postponing near Automata for the end of September for us okay. to talk about and play it <sighs> simply because I just haven't had the time. I mean, there's many a lot of showcase. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And adjusting to the job and whatever. So um, we're going to keep that and do that for the end of September. This month's Road to Greatness, which we're going to record like next week because mm-hmm. it's already late because my power is out briefly, yep. Yep. Uh, will be mostly about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. And some other little things it. here and there. So let's just a heads it. up for you, patrons. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. Now it's finally time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC. Tom writes, Sony is raising PlayStation Plus prices up by, or prices. Now, oh, my brain is not working. Is that by price? up to 35%? Thank you. No, it's a weird sentence. It's a weird title, Tom. It's a weird title. <laughs> Anyways, 
<laughs> from September 6th, the price of 12 month subscriptions for the services essential, extra, and premium plans will rise by at least 33% for each tier in the US, by at least 20% in Europe, and by at least 19% in the UK. Beginning next month, the new prices will be as follows PlayStation Plus Essential 12 month goes from $59.99 to $79.99 a year. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra year-long subscription goes from $99.99 to $134.99. And the PlayStation Plus Premium for a year goes from $119 to $159.99. I feel a sneeze coming. Pray for my soul. Uh The 12-month subscription will remain at a discounted rate when compared to purchasing the one-month or three-month subscriptions over a 12-month period, Sony said on Wednesday. For current 12-month subscribers, the price increases will not take effect until their next renewal date that occurs on or after November 6th. However, any membership changes made on or after September 6th, such as upgrades, downgrades, or buying additional time, will update their plan to reflect the new prices. According to Sony Interactive's Entertainment Director of Content Acquisition and Operations, Adam Michelle, the price increases, quote, will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your place plus subscription service end quote however there was no word on any additional value it would be offering subscribers and, and in an update oh go ahead i got you see where it says my name and it says update oh i didn't see your name <laughs> it's fine either way i love tired kyle i like tired luffy kyle he's the best uh playstation plus this comes from an update from zermina khan over at playstation lifestyle playstation plus and game pass spending has stalled in the u.s it has recently reported that Sony has stopped sharing PlayStation Plus subscriber numbers in its financial reports. The company didn't address the report and likely uh, won't. Uh, But its most recent financial presentation was missing the subscriber numbers. According to Circana, uh, the subscription spending has stalled due to the combination of factors including fatigue, less disposable income due to rising cost of living, slow adoption of cloud gaming, and, quote, a strong slate of new premium releases. Unquote. 2023 has already seen a number of hit games, and the fall season is packed with highly anticipated games, including Marvel's Spider-Man 2. In a separate report, Games Industry revealed that indie publishers like Tiny Build and Devolver have taken a hit due to weaker subscription deals with Sony and Microsoft. Good body analyst Patrick O'Donnell said that checks were coming from Sony and Microsoft are just not as big as they were, unquote, indicating that companies may be reining in their own spending on subscriptions. Now, I say all that in that update because we see... PlayStation has raised the price of PlayStation Plus by upwards of 35%. Uh, I think a lot of people are talking about premium. That was once in American money, uh, 120 for a year, now up to 160 But just take a look at the old price of PlayStation Plus Essential, all right? In the U.S., 60 bucks. Now it's $80, up 20 bucks. Green Gorilla writes in, I am livid. Now, I'm a premium subscriber, and I wanted access to it because of my age and missing older titles, so I've been wanting... Sorry, yeah, been wanting to experience the quote-unquote classics. But as of late, they've been doing a really terrible job adding new games to the premium subscription. And yet they think the price increase is justified? 
It's effing laughable that they think premium is worth $180 in Canadian uh, for a three halfway decent games added a month to a classic catalog. There is zero legitimate reason for Sony to increase PlayStation Plus this much. With everything else around the world increasing in price because of reasons I won't even get into, this is an absolute joke. No one will subscribe to premium. They will absolutely receive bash backlash over this decision. And I'm so done with these mega corporations existing, period. Congratulations, Sony. You done f yourself. That was a good rant. And it's kind of how I'm feeling. Listen, before I get into your thoughts, Kyle, I get mm -hmm. it. Inflation's a thing. It's been affecting everybody. You know, we've seen prices of everything go up from bread to PlayStations. We see subscription services go up too. But over like 10% increments, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know what? Game Pass went up like a buck and people freaked out. Like this is 20 bucks extra a year. That's to me. That's just a little gosh dang ridiculous. And they're not even offering any type of compensation. They're offering the promise of, oh, well, we're going to make sure that we get bigger and better games in the service. But like you're charging for premium. If my math works out near or close to game pass level, you know, it's money like to buy into bucks a month. Yeah. This and new, this new uptake in price. Yeah. And so like, to me, it's just like, but what are you offering? <laughs> like we, I feel like every, every time we talk about the service, we talk about it getting better. But it's still, the premium service is still not there to justify its original price. And now they're just like, eh, give us 40 bucks more. That just seems like it's it, it's a bit greedy. Listen, if it went up 10 bucks, all right, fine. Begrudgingly, mm -hmm. I can understand mm -hmm. that. You could use the word inflation and I'd be like, all right, I get it. But a whole 35%? I don't know, man. Do you think that this was long overdue and that's why, you know, it's 35% or is this just a little bit of that corporate greed? Oh, it's it's not a little bit. It's a whole lot. I <laughs> I am I'm not okay with this at all. No. And 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 it just uh like I can see some of it being justified or mm -hmm. or palatable for people to sure. spend their money like for the extra tier like it's uh what is it now it's gonna be 80 bucks for a year yep essentially you're basically paying 80 months uh 80 bucks a year to get a mystery box of three games every month yeah you don't know what it is it's not gonna be something brand new um on, on the few chances there is like sea of stars stray sure. all those other things but you're basically paying for 36 games a year that are randomized and you might already own them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a bit of a gamble, but I can see that, you know, being okay with the cost when you really look at the big picture of how many games you get a year for sure. that service. However, the premium though, there's no way in hell. It, yeah. The premium to me should have a majority of the playstation classics available to to be played yeah right now like the fact yeah. that we're getting slow drip fed playstation classics and 
not just a variety of them. They're like in the same IP. We have all the siphon filter, which is fine. We have multiple ape escape. We have uh, uh, what's we got all the twisted metals, or at least yep. two of the twisted metals. Um, it, it it's just like they're not touching on what I believe is one of the best libraries in all of gaming, and we're just getting here and there. And like PSP games are great, but like I want the PlayStation classics. I want the PS one goodness. I want the PS two goodness. Like I don't. What are we doing here? And, and to unveil this price change with Saints Row being the headliner for the next month of PS Plus is not a good look when you say the highest of quality of games. Right. Yeah. That's uh, like any other. You could have done this last month when you, you said Sea of Stars. Yeah. It would have been a little bit more easier to uh, an easier pill to, to swallow. I just it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a it's a lot of money to justify what is essentially, you know, paywalling the ability to go online at this point, right? Um, and for me, again, like you, you're right. I think if you if you take a few steps back and you go, okay, well, we are getting like 36 games. That's pretty darn cool. There's there is some value there still to this yeah. service, and I'm not saying that there isn't. But to say uh, we're just going to jack up the price by 35 percent. Yeah, that's no. that's just wild to me. Like, to there is a part of me that's like, yeah, we are a bit overdue for a price increase. I mean, the last time it increased was during uh, the beginning of the PlayStation Four Gen when it upped from fifty to sixty. So I could understand it going to sixty to seventy. I I, I definitely could. But we're seeing, and I think what the that audience what I'm is, okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The the extra tier increase. I'm okay with it. It, it. I can justify that one. Sure. But like for me, I think why the PlayStation community is so fed up is just, look, we started this generation with the, you know, games are $70 now, whether you like it mm -hmm. or not. And for the most part, we're like, okay, we can see that fine. And then a few years down the road, they're like, and we're going to, you, you know, this console that came out like two years ago. You know how usually during this time we give it a nice little price drop? Yep. We're actually going to increase it by like 50 bucks. And then people are like, whoa, why? And they're like, inflation. That's why. And then the year after, <laughs> they, they they up the, the price of their own subscriptions. It's just aggravating to see. It's just like the, the prices just keep going up and up. When are you going to start pricing me out of these things? And that's my big worry. That's my big concern as a gamer, which is, listen, you know, though there are 36 games coming into my library, though not all those 36 games are going to be for me, right? You're right. There's you going to be some overlap. You probably own a vast majority of them. Yeah. Or they could be, and not just, listen, again, I just said I, I'm anti-review score, but when you, mm. when you put up this news and you're like, these three games were critically and commercially panned, for the most part, um, it's not a good feeling of value to me, right? Where if you did say, hey, listen, you know, Cocoon is the the game for essentials. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or like Paper Beast that's having its uh, PSVR 2 version coming out Ooh. later this month. Okay. Like that justified. But to me, PlayStation Plus right now is too inconsistent with the games it's offering, especially in its extra and premium tier in terms of where's those day one games, you know, like 
the surface is becoming what we've wanted, which is mm-hmm. highlighting some awesome indie games. Well, let's highlight some awesome indie games. Let's get Cocoon in there, right? Like, let's yeah. you know, let's get more CS stars in there, mm-hmm. and then maybe I can sit back and go, all right, well. Though I don't like, you know, that it went up by 20 bucks, at least I'm getting a day one game each and every month. But it's and, not like that. And that's and, why and I think the frustration is. And, and yeah, and I think that is a big reason why this is so hard to to the, uh, getting a lot of food related uh, uh, analogies in my head. Maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe it's why it's so hard to digest this mm-hmm. news is because it this feels like a rushed blog post. Mm. There's so many questions. Mm. What it, what kind of games are we going to get in the extra tier? Are how many premium titles are we getting a month? Yeah, every other week. Like what? How often are they being updated with this price increase? Are you going to do what we want? it to happen and you include a psvr2 game in your lineup in addition to the three games yeah like there there's so many things they need to do to make that price a little bit more justifiable and they're they didn't put it all together in one blog post it's just like somebody quick put it out there before we change our minds yeah Maybe maybe Starfield know. will like suck up all the oxygen out of this news. It's just like no, this right, news right, makes right. you seem worse. Very, very worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So Robot Penguin uh, writes in, going, "Hey fellas, you guys rock. Thank you, Robot Penguin. I'm Thank a you. big pro robot person here." With the price increase of PlayStation Plus tiers, do you think we'll see more day, uh, sorry, launch day titles on the extra tier? Perhaps even exclusive launching day one on extra. Oh boy, don't think exclusives day one on extra. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No, 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 you're not, and that's the thing that makes this like. Again, makes it scratch my head because I'm just like, you're not going to see Spider-Man like day one ever, right? Like You're not going to see like... No. Got, no, you're going to see if there are like quote-unquote exclusives like Stray, there are timed exclusive indie games, right? Yeah. But I think that's what we need to see if you're going to... If you're going to give us the rub and give us the bad news, at least, at least give us something in return. Right. Like show us the value of these games that you're bringing. Again, it would be Mm -hmm. really simple for them to go, hey, here's a really cool. For example, Lies of P is also coming to PlayStation. Plus. That would be huge. And we'd be all on board day one, like excited. And then we'd be like, "Okay, well, at least they're getting there where where Xbox is with with their like, you know, third party, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, deals. But it's it's aggravating to see, man. It really is. It really, it, it. They're not using the service the way I think we want it to be used. Or they are, but they do these weird left turns. I, well, I, like, sure. In some ways, yeah, they they are, but like, again, you have this awesome VR headset. Yeah. Make it make it more incentivizing for people to go out and get a headset if you already have PSVR two games in your library mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with PS Plus. Like I here, everyone's like, you know, when there is a down moment in games, which there isn't right now because it's nonstop. But like, oh, yeah. 
give them a reason to be excited for these really dope indies yeah like stray to chia sea of stars you mentioned cocoon i think that would be stellar if they did that like they're missing the messaging big time yeah and i don't know who we need to talk to but i would like to get in the room with that person and be like listen and grab them by their head their face (laughs) and go you are effing this up jim (laughs) come on come on All right, the one last question here comes from M9 Prime. In the past, Sony announced that they want to make a bunch of live service games. Because that was the fad, now live service games are not performing as well as expected. Do you think Sony will scrap these games? Games like The Last of Us Fraction still hasn't had much info given, which worries me. Also, what do you think of the next gaming fad will be that all the companies will try to jump on? Prime, we're seeing it first now. (laughs) We're seeing it firsthand. Yeah, it's subscription services. And look at what we're seeing. Don't forget the NFTs. They tried. They tried. We all said no. And then we, they rightfully. (laughs) And they took their their virtual snow globes and they (laughs) they Uh walked away. You know, to me, this is what we're seeing. It's the subscription service. Everybody has a subscription service. And I think the reason why I pulled up one of those things of like subscription services have plateaued. Um, I'm fatigued on the subscription service. I think so much of us are. It's like, what is the what is the point? How much am I really saving at the end of the day? And mm-hmm. I think we lump in Game Pass and PlayStation with your Netflixes, your Disney Pluses, your Hulus, what have you. Um, and I think we're kind of just getting tired from it. I- yeah, I, I see it the same way as, uh, again, another tired, uh, loopy Kyle uh, throwback story. Go for it. Of like when somebody, when I was still teaching, who who made a comment like, oh, we should be paying teachers like a babysitter wages. Oof. Right? And I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Every child that's in the classroom, let's say 20 kids, mm-hmm. even though some classrooms are more, do $15 per child per hour. They're in school, what, six hours a day? Yeah. Five days a week? Yeah, teachers will be rich. Please (laughs) do that. It's the same thing here with, like, subscription services where people are like, yeah, I'm cutting cable. Okay, how much are you paying in other subscription services, and are you really saving money, or are you paying more with the illusion of you saving money? And with subscription services, they can just yank things off there without any, you know, uh, heads up you see with hbo and like all their animated stuff and just other shows they just pull them out of nowhere yeah like it's it's a very slippery so uh, slippery soap slippery <laughs> slope and i don't i don't think anyone truly understands how to go about marketing this stuff yeah and i don't even think they're starting to really understand it either like I think you're right. I, I w- one of the devs actually from Larian kind of gave a wink and a nod, talking about the the you know s- subscription numbers have plateaued. You know the the deals from Game Pass and PlayStation Plus aren't what they used to be. And he's like, the best way to support us is just buying the games. And, and, and owning them. Stars sold a hundred thousand copies mm-hmm. outside of subscription services. Yeah, on launch, which is nuts shout out to sabotage that's amazing sabotage yeah so it's just like it, it, i feel i feel like part of us it, it's the subscription services that we're getting tired of and the ones that aren't you know 
the the ones that aren't providing the bang to the buck that that you need or, or or that we we want or expect i think that's what we're going to see and i think we're going to see a consolidation of all these things um not so much in the game space i think we've already seen that a bit especially with like xbox live having like ea plays ea play a part of it playstation with ubisoft play a part of it but like in general i think you're going to see the consolidation of these things starting to come into play because it's it's just getting at this point it's just getting outrageous it really is like for me i'm a multiplayer gamer i prefer to play my games on playstation but this news has me thinking well maybe i will go somewhere else for my multiplayer games uh, and not even thinking, I probably will because yeah. the price is just, it's not, it's not justifying it at this point. So PlayStation really has to show up and show me why I need to stay here and why I need to be on the extra tier. Cause right now just, you know, maybe you get a day one game, uh, you know, yeah. a month is not going to cut the mustard. That's for sure. Give us a roadmap. Tell us yeah. what we're getting at least yeah. until the end of the year, please. Come on. Please. All right, Kyle. Enough of us complaining about spending <sighs> money. Uh, I want to get excited about PlayStation now. Yes, okay? absolutely. Yeah. Sammy Barker is going to help us with that over at Push Square. <laughs> Sammy writes, looks like you should expect more Astrobot on PS5. It may not come as much of a shock, but it looks like PlayStation is plotting more Astrobot. The eagle-eyed Gamatsu spotted that Sony has submitted a bunch of trademarks for the character in Europe, suggesting something may be afoot. While there's no specific evidence of a new game here, we wouldn't bet against a pint-sized protagonist reappearing in the very near future. Astrobot has organically become a bit of a PlayStation icon. He first appeared in the free PS4 tech demo, The Playroom, only to later earn more of a starring role in PSVR pack-in, The Playroom VR. This led to the full-blown Astrobot Rescue Mission game before he finally found fame as the playable character in the excellent Astro's Playroom on PS5. Nice. Since then, developer team Asobi had, has transformed into a full-blown first-party developer and is assumed to be working on a new game, presumably for PS5 or PSVR 2. As it's been several years since the release of Astro's Playroom now, it's likely we'll learn about its next project in the near future, especially if these trademarks are evidence of an impending announcement. There ain't no way that we're not going to get more Astrobot. No. It's such a Yeah, such a critical and just... He's there's a darling. plushes, there's yeah. Nendo droid little figures of him. Come on. Come on. We're going to get more Astrobot. My question for you, Kyle, is in what form are we going to get Astrobot? Are we going to get Astrobot as a PSVR thing? Like, are we going to get Rescue Mission Enhanced Edition? Or are we going to get, you know... Uh, playroom you know volume two or are we going to get a playstation 5 platformer i want to know your thoughts i think we're going to get a ps5 platformer that you can play in vr Ooh. i think it's going to be its own thing i don't think it's going to be a second playroom i don't think it's just a rescue mission update for psvr2 i i'm sure that is being worked on because it's criminal that it it's not yeah um but yeah, I think it's going to be straight up a brand new platformer with Astrobot for PS5 that you can play in VR if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and honestly, see it happening and being unveiled at TGS in a few weeks. You think that's where we're going to see it? You think we're going to see it at TGS? I I I I think so. I don't know. 
if Sony's going to have like a state of play or something, probably not. But I think my mom was having Astro COVID uh, hallucinations, y'all. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Listen, we got to uh, We got to keep her. We got to keep her safe. But I got to keep myself cocooned, you know. Did you see uh, Knuckles? Uh, Idris uh, <laughs> Knuckles somewhere Think in the house. He's household? behind a tree. Idris, he calls for me. <laughs> I don't know in what form, like if it's going to be a showcase, or whatever, yeah. or just a random announcement. I do see it happening around that time because TGS is huge. Yeah. Um, I like that theory, dude. I really do. I like. I like the idea of like. Listen, I love PlayStation VR. <laughs> like I'm a big proponent of it. Um, I think it's a great piece of tech, and I do think there needs to be more standout titles on on PSVR two as well. I and listen, we've gotten some month in month out. There's been incredible support for PlayStation VR two, though social media will try to tell you otherwise. But I also think at the same exact time, you know, that install base is still small. And if I'm Sony, I'm trying to think of ways that I can, you know, put this thing on multiple platforms in terms of, yeah, maybe there is a, you know, um, a VR gimmick to, you know, Playroom 2 or whatever the case may be, like Astrobot's Rescue Mission 2, that, you know, you could use your controller or you could use the move controllers and both work seamlessly with each other. I think that would be really cool. I would also love a multiplayer component to it as well, where like you get your little Asher bot, I get my little Asher bot, we trick them out in colors and I'm on my PlayStation VR headset and you're on, Ooh. you know, you know, your PS5. Yeah. Like a like Same. a uh, and it takes it takes two kind of game. Yeah, something but like that. Somebody, somebody's in VR and the other person is not. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool. So, I, I think though, seeing it at TGS, I mean, PlayStation's gonna be there. They said they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Usually, there is some type of state of play during this time, so I can kind of see this happening. You know, um, for me. This would be an absolute day one. I, I oh, love yeah. Asherbot. He's he's so gosh darn great. But I want to know what Let y'all think in the comments. Let me send you money right now. Yeah, Sony, yeah. I'll send it to you right now. Though, if I had to pick, though, if I if I absolutely had to, or what I think is going to probably be the case is we're going to see an Astros Rescue Mission enhanced remastered for the PSVR two. Um, it's Sony and they'll just show you, <laughs> they just showed us that they'll money hat you when they can. This will probably be maybe an upgrade if you're lucky, but a standalone experience that you can possibly also play on your PlayStation five. Um, That'd be cool. it's a really great platformer. It's really, it really fantastic. Is. And so I want to see, I want to see it, you know, really shine because whenever someone talks about the original PSVR, uh, they always talk about, you know, it's Beat Saber and then it's Astro's uh, or Rescue Mission. So I want to see that game get the light again. And hopefully it comes with an announcement of, you know, Rescue Mission 2. Because the one thing that I don't want to see from PSVR, though I understand it, is more of these remasters of games from prior. Uh, I want to see sequels from them. I want to see new projects as well. So, yeah. I think we're going to get more Astrobot relatively soon, Kyle. I think you're right. That said, yay. Let's talk about some acquisitions. It's acquisition season, baby. Let's do it. 
uh, here, here's the, the meme reference right here. Jay Peters from The Verge writes, Sony's PlayStation division is acquiring headphone maker Audis. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Sony Interactive Entertainment. <laughs> oh, Jay didn't write that. That was us. Yeah. Sony Interactive Entertainment, the division of Sony that's responsible for PlayStation, is acquiring the high-end headphones maker Audis, according to Nuts. a press release. Sony says that, quote, the acquisition will strengthen SIE's efforts to continue innovating when it comes to the audio experience of PlayStation games, end quote. Audis will operate independently and still make products for multiple platforms. Though Sony notes that it will be, quote, benefiting from being a part of the PlayStation ecosystem, end quote. Terms of the acquisition weren't disclosed. Sony's press release highlights how, everyone with me, Audis. Nuts. Headphones use, quote, patented technologies and unique planner magnetic drivers to deliver an outstanding sound experience, end quote, for consumers and recording professionals. Sony specifically mentioned planner magnetic drivers on Thursday when it shared more details on new PlayStation audio products, including the Pulse Explorer earbuds and Pulse Elite headset. So it's feasible this deal has been in the works for some time. Both headsets will also take advantage of a new technology called PlayStation Link that brings ha- low latency and lossless audio when used with the PS5 and new PlayStation Portal game streaming device. Ooh, we first off, we're children. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> I the the moment I saw it, yeah, I was like, come on now. Yeah, I, I do want to applaud <laughs> Special Nick for it because I was like, should I put out the tweet of all oh, these nuts? I know. There could be important people that see this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Phil Spencer once liked my Halo Infinite clip. Who knows? Herman Hulse is, you know, scrolling through and he's like, who's this PlayStation creator on the rise? This Mr. Badbit and then sees Audie's nuts. Uh, <laughs> oh, Captain Logan and Chad say Crazy. it's pronounced Odyssey? No. I, come on. Come I'm, on. I'm sure you're right, but. It's all these. It's all these nuts. Come on. Um, I, I it's bet, all these nuts. <laughs> I bet that when they're like, "Oh, Odyssey," that's and like because people so will we're get it spell phonetically. It differently. Yeah, but we're yeah. gonna spell it differently because it, it's an Odyssey for your ears. And then we just went, "Yeah, all these nuts." <laughs> I know you make great, great stuff, yeah. Odyssey, but I know a little fun. I don't know you. <laughs> I'm just assuming they got bought. Yeah. Who knows? No, this definitely seems like, to me, uh, it's akin to, I'm a big Apple nerd. So, like, it's akin to when Apple bought Beats, right? You know, Beats, Apple usually doesn't make acquisitions of those, you know, that type of variety. But adding Beats was a huge boon for uh, Apple to get into the wireless headphone market that's why you got like the airpods and all that stuff is because of that beats acquisition so to me it kind of seems like playstation's doing something similar where it's like hey odyssey we'll give them the benefit of the doubt um we like the tech we can we can let you be our premium line of headphones um but we want to use your technology in our headphones so how do we make this official you know and how do we go the extra mile with it? So to me, this is not the sexiest acquisition, but Jim Ryan has kept his word. We got more acquisitions. I don't know. Any, any, um, cool. Any, I, thoughts? I had nothing to add. I don't yeah. use headphones when I game. So yeah, you're a real sicko. 
I'm just <laughs> I assume they're probably gonna sound great. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'll get the earbuds when after yes. I'm done paying for PlayStation Premium and a portal. <laughs> Who knows if I have enough money? That's like six hundred dollars right there if you really yeah. think about it. Yeah. They're really That's trying to nuts. tie you into that that console. That's like, this is the ecosystem. Crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I this is like another acquisition similar to back in the day when they bought Gaikai. Yeah. They bought it because of their streaming service technology or streaming technology, and that turned into PS Now, and that was a little iffy. But hope Odyssey is, uh, you know, better used. Yeah, and I think they definitely will be. I think this is PlayStation's push, as you saw in that, you know, the the presentation a few months back of just like, hey, we are trying to get into the accessory market. Um, they've seen great success with the PlayStation Edge controller. You know, so How'd why those not? monitors do? People buy those monitors? I don't know. Monitor people out there. Let me know. How those what suckers doing? Because they had like the PS5 base looking things, yeah. right? Like the arms? The end zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, end yeah, zone. yeah. Awful name. Let's just be yeah. real. No. But I did remember it, so maybe the brain works. <laughs> Take, <laughs> Take a page out of Odyssey's uh, book. Exactly. With When it comes to naming your company <laughs> or, or products. All these monitors. <laughs> all these monitors. All of them. Which one do you want? All these. <laughs> it's like uh, my nephew when he when he, he's hungry. Yeah. What do you What do you want to eat? All these. All these. All these. <laughs> Kyle, I like uh, when we have like only three hours of sleep the day before recording a podcast. I like the energy it gives us. You know. Yeah, it's great. It's great. great. You know what's not great? Layoffs. <laughs> wow. What a what a what a beautiful Somebody segue. Somebody call the transition police. Jesus. Christ. Arrest this man. <laughs> Fraser Brown over at PC Gamer writes: The Bioware layoffs include the writer responsible for Dragon Age's best character. Bioware is laying off 50 employees. Studio manager Gary McKay announced yesterday. No mention of what roles were being made redundant was made at the time, only that the studio's, quote, commitment remains steadfast, end quote, when it comes to the upcoming Dragon Age Dreadwolf. That's hard to believe now in light of the fact that writer Mary Kirby, who gave the world the hairy-chested Varric, is among those looking for new employment. Kirby started at Bioware all the way back in 2006, writing for the beloved Dragon Age Origins, and aside from a stint on Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO which has also faced recent layoffs, thanks to Bioware handing over the reins to third-party studio Broadsword Online Games, has stuck with the Dragon Age series throughout her time in the company. That was a mouthful for some reason. Among her contributions to Dragon Age was the creation of Varric Tetras? It's been a while. You got it. Varric, Varric, Tethras. It's Varric, everybody. The Dwarven uh, <laughs> Lothario first introduced in Dragon Age 2. He serves as the RPG's unreliable narrator, returning in Dragon Age Inquisition, where he once again steals the show. Among Bioware's multitude of characters over the years, he's a favorite, which frankly makes it absolutely wild that Bioware would get rid of the writer behind him. Kirby was also the writer responsible for Sten, the series' first Kunari, and the bitingly sarcastic Vivienne. Basically, if you've enjoyed the writing in any Dragon Age games, you've probably got Kirby to thank. 
McKay claimed that the layoffs were necessary to make Bioware a, quote, more agile and focused studio, end quote, but that doesn't actually mean anything. The problems Bioware has faced in recent years have nothing to do with writers, for example. That was bad reading by me. Rather, the buck stops at the studio and EA executives in making terrible decisions, like developing a live service shooter or fostering a culture of crunch. Former Dragon Age lead writer David Gator, who left Bioware in 2016, commented on the layoffs on Twitter, quote, Absolutely gutted at the news of even more layoffs from Bioware. Not just the headcount reduction, but laying off some of the, their most senior and likely most expensive staff, people who deserve more loyalty than this, end quote. This kind of sucks to hear. Like, awful joke in the beginning aside, this is really shitty to hear from what i understand i think from one of the articles i saw is like some of these folks were um talking about unionizing and that is the reason mm. why they got the axe um probably makes it a little bit more sense too with kirby being so influential and in why they were probably axed um but this this really sucks for but this is more terrible news for bioware a studio so desperate for a win and at the same exact time developing the game that is supposed to get them back in the good graces of fans you're seeing veterans not leave but forcibly removed um it's just it's disheartening to to see and for those people who just want a better work environment that are working on a game that they're passionate about and then having that suddenly ripped from them it sucks, and I think it. it yeah, it, I, I gotta say, David Gator is totally right. You know, people who deserved more loyalty than this, one hundred percent agree. Savoy Prime writes in with the current Bioware situation. Are you expecting Mass Effect to be a next-gen console release? Since Dragon Age keeps getting pushed back, and no real work has even begun on Mass Effect yet. I'm concerned that Bioware might not be able to be around by the time 2025 comes around. Ooh, that'd be a sad day. I mean, look what's happening, right? I I agree, but it would be a sad day knowing that Bioware is no more. Yeah. Just thinking about that. It's, that's a bummer. Yeah. They're I so don't... important. They're so... They really are. They, they were so influential to you know, the RPG genre, especially in in the mid two thousands, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate having to preface everything I say. Cause I know there's going to be one person in chat or in the comments can be like, well, actually, but like when I think of Paragon Renegade options in RPGs, I think Mass Effect, I think Bioware. Yeah. Like, and the fact that that has been so influential in following games and the type of games that I enjoy just thinking of, you know, a studio so recognized for its contributions to the industry, no longer being a thing. It bums me out just like these layoffs do. It's, I hate when anyone loses their job and especially over something, if the unionizing thing is true, something that shouldn't happen yeah. uh, when it comes to layoffs because of that. Um, it just sucks. And, yeah. and I will I will take a second though with just an issue I have with this article and I'm sure other people that wrote about about it. What's that? I don't like picking like a superstar name out of that and, and be like this person got laid off, you should be sad. 
no all 50 people got laid off Fair. right like i that's a little icky to me because mm-hmm. 50 people's lives have been impacted not just this one senior writer who's very good at their job don't get me wrong but to put one up over the others that's just a me thing i guess but i wanted to point that out no yeah it's a, it's a it, well and that's the thing i think it those like um it's kind of like when you see the sag astra um you know uh, sag after after yeah. what, what i say um you know when you see like a brian cranston on stage speaking out it's like you know there are thousands of actors impacted by what's going mm-hmm. on brian mm-hmm. cranston's really at the end of the day not one of them but he has that stardom that is going to bring a megaphone to what's happening so i know although you don't like it it is important to say hey this one person that was detrimental to some of the most important writing in, you know, instrumental, not detrimental. It, sorry, that's the yeah. opposite. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you probably want that guy to go. Uh, instrumental yeah, yeah. In, in in the thing you love is gone. That kind of just puts a highlight on the rest of the folks that are gone as no, well. Yeah, you know, I get that. And it makes people question that. why. Say like, yeah, why? No, I, under- I I get that. Yeah. I get that. But it sucks nonetheless. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, hope everybody lands on their feet. And honestly, I hope those pe- those fifty people, um, you know, make a better game. One million percent. You know, yeah. if if you know this this Kirby person again, because I'm not a big like uh, Dragon Age fan, is as mm-hmm. influential as as this article claims. It's not going to be terribly hard for them to hopefully find some investment to go out there and make that thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or or any established studio picks them up. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's huge. Huge. Yeah. That said, Kyle, that's been all the biggest topics of the week. It's time to get into some flash news. Gotta go. Gotta run fast. I don't even know how much how much longer I'm gonna be awake for. So we really gotta fast. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Im- immortality <gasps> is coming not to us. <laughs> Rip. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, the brain of the robot's going to have to wait another day. If I keep drinking Celsius, though, anything's possible. Well, I think it's actually going to be a little bit yeah. opposite of what immortality is. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> think You're of right. my haste in your demise. <laughs> All right. Immortality is coming to PS5. This comes from PlayStation Lifestyle. The acclaimed FMV game that came out on PC and Xbox Series S and X and mobile in 2022, it skipped the PlayStation ecosystems, but is seemingly like the unique title is coming to PlayStation 5. Creator Sam Barlow casually mentioned the port on Twitter. When prompted on a possible immortality port, Barlow, sorry, Barlow simply noted that he is quote-unquote working on it while adding a smiley emoticon. He didn't offer any sort of window, so it's unclear when it would be coming out. A PlayStation 4 version also was not mentioned, but given how Immortality didn't come to Xbox One, it will likely won't come to Sony's last-gen console either. You're a big uh, indie fan. This is a big win. Yeah? This is a big win. I haven't played it. Uh, Everyone that I respect enough who has played it has sung its praises. Okay. And so I'm excited to play it whenever it comes to PlayStation. No rush. I have plenty of games to play at yes. the very moment. <laughs> but Take your time, Sam. <laughs> if it wanted to get set shadow dropped on PlayStation Plus Extra, I wouldn't. That would be 
amazing. And maybe the price would be a little bit more justified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really cool. F- FMV games aren't for me, but um, I appreciate this game. This has got like a mystery to it, though. Yeah. This is like... I, I think you find things in the background to kind of piece together the puzzle. It's like I you're editing videos correctly. together. I'm like, yeah. I do that enough on uh, podcasting. You know? <laughs> that's that's fair. That's you. totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. This next one. The Spider-Man 2 limited edition consoles are out in the wild. They're oh, looking pretty nice. PlayStation didn't send one to us. We're not salty about oh, it. Damn. That's cool. You just sent one to Parasilly, who's an Xbox creator. That's cool. I'm a PlayStation creator. I'm just saying. <laughs> one of the top PlayStation podcasts in, in, in you know around. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Where were the, you know. Here's here's me holding the beautiful dual sense. Look at this. Doesn't it look cool? Wow, that really looks great. Look oh, at the decals. Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me turn the back so you can look at the back. Ooh. Oh my god, it's even it's morphing on the back there, Kyle. Look at that. It's crazy. Oh no, it's attaching to my fingers. Oh my god. Ah. It's the symbiote is attaching to ah. Kyle. Oh my god. Hello. I'm Venom. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. No, no, I love this. I love this. <sighs> Keeping it in. Um No, please keep it in. Also, audio listeners, we don't actually have a controller. No, no, they wouldn't send it. But it would be time to mention that we are going to have our Spider-Man 2 giveaway. And it is insanely easy to be entered. So first and foremost, you want to be entered to win a Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 5 DualSense controller. It's pretty darn simple. Like this podcast, five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star review on either one and then post it to us over at PS Trophy Room on rapper formerly known as Twitter. And you're entered to win. If you're a patron... You're already entered to win. And bonus entries if you join our Discord. So literally, you get one entry if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You get another entry uh, if you rate us five stars on Spotify. You get another entry for joining our Discord. It's pretty gosh darn simple. And you get a chance to win a cool DualSense controller. That uh will end at the end of september i believe september 27th is when the giveaway will end we are trying to get over the 1100 combined review uh on apple Podcasts and spotify so really your five star reviews are really appreciated and why not give a controller out to anywhere by the way, not just North America, not just Canada, but I'll pay the shipping costs. I'll get it across the pond. I'll send it to Australia, Siberia. Listen, I'll find an Eskimo that can do it. All right. Yeah. I'll find a guy on a Tauntaun. I'll deliver it to Siberia. I don't care. Name the country. I'll send the controller there. Name it. Okay. Five star reviews. Sent. That's New Zealand. Sent. Madagascar. I'll find a way. Antarctica? That's a continent. But there's Social probably a guy chilling. Uh, yeah. Well, Robot Penguin. Oh, there you go. I don't know where Robot Penguins, you know. Ooh. Uh, hold on. There might yeah. be an exception. Because. You can't you can't send it to the space station. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't want to, like, you know, mechanize penguins. Are they people? You know? 
how are they going to type with the iron flippers? <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going with that, but it's fine. Yeah, that's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking. All right, Holy. Kyle. Are we going to talk about the other giveaway at some point? When this giveaway's over, yeah. Okay. There wink, you. wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. Lara Croft joins Call of Duty next month. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I have. She looks great. Activision has confirmed Tomb Raider protagonist Lara Croft will be joining Call of Duty on September 9th as a purchasable operator on Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. She'll arrive on Season 5 Reloaded Update, which brings rapper I've never heard of, 21 Savage, on Modern Warfare character Mace to the game. Who's 21 Savage? I don't know. Is he 21 yeah. Savages and they've morphed into one mega savage? No. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it's just wild that Call it's of like Duty It's like Akira like, you know? <laughs> He's like a wave of people. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? It doesn't matter after that. <laughs> I can't keep up with that. Fair enough. Just Activision's trying really hard to become Fortnite. <laughs> They're tr- it, but is okay. So is this though a little bit too weird? Uh, not weirder than Nicki Minaj being in the game. And she doesn't look like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> not even I, the slightest. I Laura Croft looks very cool. It just it's weird that Laura Croft is the character that was chosen. Right. And there's Are also there any, is Laura, was Lara Croft under the Activision banner at some point? No, it's always not been, that it matters, but like right. I, I don't know, it just seems like a weird pull, a weird cross promotional cool, thing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people like I know Destiny had like some awesome PlayStation ones, but even then, people are like, oh, can we yeah. stop doing the cross promotion thing? Like, we like the art in this game. We don't always have to have this weird cross synergy thing. Not everything has to be Fortnite. This could probably speak to M9 Prime's question of like, what's the latest fad? Cross tie in. You know, yeah. You know, you had Final Fantasy and like Assassin's Creed or vice versa. Like it was yeah. weird. It's like, why is this here? Um, I think maybe it's like cool in the beginning, but then it kind of overstays its welcome. I think the only one that gets Absolutely. away with it is probably Fortnite. Yeah, because I want to be Ahsoka with an M16. <laughs> Kyle, ask me how many times I watched that Ahsoka episode. episode oh three. boy, five times. Close four. Okay. Gives me great life. Great life. I become not sad. It's great. It's great. All right, Kyle, have you seen uh, this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. Ratatan. No, you haven't. Ratatan Kickstarter meets 18 stretch goals. Live stream confirmed. This comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. The Ratatan team has announced that it'll be hosting a celebratory live stream as the game's Kickstarter campaign comes to a close on September 1st. The Patapon-inspired title has raised almost 10 times the original pledge goal and to secure 18 stretch goals. The campaign currently sits at $1.2 million. Think about that. Uh, Raised initially asked for around $110 thousand dollars it was yen and i just like did my best at converting it the live stream will take place this friday at 8 8 a.m eastern standard time during the event ratata arts 
will share information concerning the latest progress future roadmap appearances with special guests, fan participating events, and more. A press release then adds, mark your calendars for a fun-filled closed live stream event with Ratatan creators and special guests promise, or sorry, promising to be fitting tribute to the passion and dedication to have brought to the Ratatan universe to life. Having met the requirements of 18 stretch goals, Ratatan has also shipped the on, with an online mode, a secret ending, additional languages, orchestrated music, and a hardcore mode. Hell yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. This is this is really awesome, and I know there's so many people that love Pat upon. Um, mm-hmm. I kept on saying I I, I like fighting my, myself from saying Ratatata, you know, for the the Pokemon oh, Ratatata. One thousand percent, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome news for this team, and it's awesome to see that like the weird PlayStation Three games, Vita games, PSP, like they're finding they're finding their love as PlayStation yep. kind of a for better or for worse, kind of abandons those weird games and goes with these more cinematic, you mm-hmm. know, story-driven, for lack of better words, slingers that we know and love. Just say bangers. You know you mean it. Uh, I don't think so, bud. Uh, Kyle, <sighs> here are the PlayStation Plus games for this month. We got Saints Row, the reboot, coming out on PS5 and PS4 uh, in September. We have Generation Zero on ps4 and black desert the traveler edition on ps4 pretty weak month right it's not great i will say though i want to give saints row a shot that's i am excited to add it to the library yeah instead of shelling out money for it i know that sounds harsh but that's a game that I'd rather try before sinking in money into it. For example, this was it was literally on sale like last month. I'm like, should I jump on this? And people are like, now nah, wait, it'll be on yeah. PlayStation Plus. And sure, mm-hmm. lo and behold, it's there. All right, Kyle, that's been Flash News. Now it's time for a little segment we call What You've Been Playing. Kyle, you said you've been frustrated with a game you've been playing. Tell I have. Tell me all about it. Tell um, me all about it. Haven't started Sea of Stars yet. Haven't had the time today. Did not start uh, Goodbye Volcano High, which also came out yesterday. Excited for that. Haven't started the Redacted game, which I'm excited to talk to you guys about Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. But Final Fantasy 16 has frustrated me a little bit here. Oh, okay. Why? Just a little. So we've talked about before the pacing issues, the hype Mm. moments, and then it goes down into a low, whatever. Uh, The other night I was like, okay, I'm on the last mission. I'm ready to go. I hope there's only a couple of like a couple in asterisks and bold underline of like maybe side missions to clean up and like some monster hunts to do. Sure. And then I'll be able to finish it. How dare you? Uh, don't hold, hold that controller up to me. <laughs> uh, do oh, a, you know? Finish the the main game so then I can plan my platinum playthrough on the yeah. highest difficulty. Yeah. I booted back up the other night, and I get hit with no joke. Oh no! Fifteen side quests. Uh yeah. Okay. Just just a big dump. Just like here's fifteen. Or, or here's all these double digits here's all these uh all these side quests that i had i had to do or i want to do because i want to get the platinum trophy and it's sure. 
and they're good side quests don't get me wrong but i'm so excited to go into the final boss push Mm -hmm. that i just want to get there and to have all these like errands and whatnot to do it's just a little frustrating yeah i'm loving the game i'm just a little frustrated in that pacing moment i was like all right i'm ready to go fight and i'm not gonna say the name i'm ready to go yeah all right, let me go back to these places I've been 50,000 times. And and then there's another new challenge thing, too, that pops up that okay. you have to do for trophies. I'm like, okay. But I would say that's that's your trophy hunter. That's getting away of the game. It 1,000% okay. is, but I know there's many people like me when you see things pop up on the screen, mm-hmm. like markers of a mission nearby. You can't not go and clear that. Yeah. There's just something in my brain, like, just get it off the screen. Fair. Let me just talk to them. Okay, fine. I'll go do it. But it is cool. It is like a lot of those side missions without getting to too spoiler of a territory. They've all been like the Mass Effect 2 loyalty missions. Oh, that's for nice. For specific characters. Those are, they're fun. They're good. Yeah. yeah. It's just there was a lot of them at one time. I wish they were spaced out a little bit. Um, but yeah, the characters are great. Performances are awesome. I got the best sword in the game. It's cool. Ooh. Yeah. Game's really good, y'all. <laughs> we all, I'll go more in depth on Road to Greatness, but it, right. it's very good. I should have the game done. Now that I drink a Celsius late at night, I'll probably play it tonight <laughs> and maybe finish it. Fair enough. Kyle, listen, I've been playing a little game called Armored Core 6 Fires of yeah. Rubicon. Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking it, and then someone's, like, someone said it, and it spoke directly into my soul. Where it's like, hey, can we get more PS2 games with 4K 60 FPS? <laughs> because that's yeah, what Armored uh-huh. Core is, man. It's a really fun time that really it is. And when I say PS2 game, it's like, okay, you start off with a menu, right? You're in your like your mechanized, like your mech room, customizing your dude, right? Customizing your mech, your AC. And then you get like a call from an operator that needs your help and you go and you do that mission. Right. And the mission is very linear. This is not Elden Ring. There's, it's not so much a, the honeycomb like level design that we know from, uh, you know, what, what, what just happened there? Again, there was a car accident. Now someone just sped I, on. Through. I heard that. Yeah. I don't know. A rocket I, ship. I know. Oh, okay. Um, my neighborhood's weird, but, um, you know, it's very it's very linear in the in in its level design but at the same exact time the way it approaches combat again I'm not a, like an AC guy in the slightest it's just so interesting as a new from software fan I understand what people are like you don't get it it's way different it is it very much is about dodging the missiles that are coming at you it is also about instead of like Sekiro where it's about perfect parries it's about perfect dodges so it gives me that kind of bullet hell rush of like yeah I gotta I gotta dodge this barrage of missiles it's like this awesome feeling of inertia when you're like speeding towards another mech and they're firing missiles at you and you just do the perfect just like slide to the left or slide to the right type of just evade and then you get to him and you do this cha-cha cool slash real slow. yeah cha-cha real slow y'all now bust move, sorry whatever. i derailed you no no that's fine um but it's a ton of fun being able to customize your mech and that's what i'm kind of learning right now is you know 
dipping my toes into, hey, let's get comfortable with using different mechs. So like there's light builds you can make where it's all about getting up close to the to the enemy and shotgunning them or like using your sword. There's like these awesome tank builds that I really want to get into where you are this just far range, just you laser beam people, Kyle. That that was going to be my question. How yeah. often are you switching up your weapons? It wants Is it like you, a constant thing? Yeah, it wants you to constantly tinker. You're okay. never going to find... For example, um, the the first prologue boss, I think, is pretty easy. I don't think... I as A lot of people are like, you're going to really... Th- this guy's tough. Very, very humble brag. Very simple. But the first, like, <laughs> the next boss after that... It made me think it was like this tank that just rushes you and it has like a shield in, in the front and it just deflects your bullets. You have to get around it and behind mm. it and like, you know, slash it from behind. I couldn't use the mech that I usually use. I had to go out there and use something that was a little bit faster so I could run around and get behind that that boss. Mm-hmm. But I had to kind of reacquaint myself with that mech and get used to it so there is a very steep learning curve but once you get into the mixing and matching and experimenting with each level and with every build that you're making you find that the game is a ton of fun so far now i got to the end chapter one boss who is nuts (laughs) first of all (laughs) this is a game i know i'm not platinuming Holy mother of God. (laughs) But I stopped because another game came through. And this should go to show you how much I adore this game because it ripped me away from From Software. Let's talk about Sea of Stars. Kyle. This makes me happy. (laughs) Kyle. Well, what questions do you have for me on CSS? I'm just, the, if you are wondering why I'm so happy that Joe is so excited for this game is Joe is not a traditional JRPG person. Nope. And this is unabashedly a love letter to the JRPGs that I grew up playing. And nope. the fact that you were earlier, you were like, yeah, I put six hours into this thing and you can't get enough of it makes me so happy so joe my question to you what has your been your favorite thing so far is it the visuals is it the music is it the or or you know what we'll get to that second that's secondary yeah as a non-turn-based person yeah are you enjoying it and is there enough like active mini game thing going on because from the demo from what i played is yeah. it keeping you engaged just first off for podcast you were laughing at me i was no, like oh, no 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 no, no. <laughs> i you may have picked up on the mic i think covid's finally hit the, the mother i just heard her go uh, <laughs> don't know why it's coming i don't mean to laugh but that was a good sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> day three <laughs> we're entering in it um not laughing at her misery but you know yeah All i right. gotcha uh, so what am I loving the most about CS Stars? Yeah. How's that turn-based combat treating you? Oh my God, dude. It's so good. Okay. So yeah. here's the thing. I'm not, a, again, not a turn-based guy because it's like, oh, okay, I press this and it, they just do the thing. Mm-hmm. What this game does is it, it makes it so that it's kind of more interactive. It's a little bit deeper than just. the Paper just, Mario thing. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, okay, I, pl- I, I click the move and then if I do a precision like click right as I'm about to hit him, I get a second hit in. Or mm-hmm. for example, like I have a Moonerang, right? Uh yeah. for 
for um, on Valar, I think is her name. I, I call her Valerie, but I think it's Valar. And she has this boomerang that, like, again, she tosses it at him, hits him, and then she deflects it and it hits them again. Plays ping pong. You it, just keep going. It's ping pong. As much as you can deflect, that's how much it'll hit them. So there's literally an achievement for making 25 perfect deflects in a row. And it works as an AOE. So if there's multiple people on the field, she's just hitting that moonerang back and forth and it's hitting each and every member. It's just taking turns with them and it goes faster and faster and faster. And it's just, it's, it's much more, I I hate to say, because I I lack words tonight, but like interactive, Um, you kind of get lost in the sauce and in in the combat. There's also this thing called living mana. When you hit certain enemies, mana just kind of, jumps out of them and you get to absorb that mana and the more mana you absorb the more powerful your next move is going to be so there's a lot of strategy in terms of like okay i got all this extra power who am i gonna dish this out to or like if you if i do perfect parries so like if an enemy tries to attack me i get to you know parry it and it hurts me less um it gains combo meters. So if I do perfect hits, if I do perfect parries, I now get combos that I can like heal my whole party or I can do a special move, a special combo with the two characters and I just mm-hmm. rope-a-dope a dude. And there's these, these awesome, beautiful visuals to each combo that feels sure. just so powerful when I'm using it. So the please combat is great. Yeah, and on that note, for, please tell me if I'm wrong, I, but I think from the demo... There's team up moves, right? Yep, those are the combo moves that you're able the to, to do. The combo moves, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, now yeah. again, I'm playing as Valar. I forget the other the boy's name, um, but I'll, call I'll look him it up Fire at guy. their. I'll call him Fire guy. press kit. I don't know if you've seen their press kit. It is. It's beautiful. It's immaculate. They even have they pronunciation. That's how I know it's Valar. Yeah, yeah. They put everyone else to shame. That's wild. But um, it's the combat's stellar, Kyle. It's stellar. If you Amazing. if you're yearning for you know something that is reminiscent, that's gonna bring you back to the SNES era, that's gonna bring you back to the early PS1 era, that's gonna have these modern you know just there's something so nostalgic about this game, yet so modern. It just feels so goddamn good. Um, mm-hmm. The other things that I want to say is like, again, I'm six seven hours into this game so far. It's hard for me to pick something that I don't like. Because when you're like, what's something you like? The music? The music is beautiful. And I could listen to the combat music. I don't think it's going to get old. Again, I'm seven hours in. I could listen to this goddamn thing all day. Um, But just the sights and the sounds, the vistas that you see, it's just so beautiful. It's stunning. You know, again, the, the music is gorgeous. And the writing hats off to the writers of this game because I'm loving every side character that I'm meeting, but shout out to the homeboy, uh, Garl. Or, yeah. Garl. Oh, um, that's your buddy. Like that's your third person yeah. right? from the demo. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of you. And that's why I love him so much. I'm like, that's my little Kyle. That's right. I also got vibes when I was playing the mm-hmm. demo. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to actually remove him from the party. I know you get like, I think, I think you get like a total, like six members, but I'm like, I think I'm going to just keep this guy around. There's a certain Kyle character stereotype yep. 
that I am totally okay with being in. It's Garo. It's uh, Sam from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like that supportive mm-hmm. big guy who's just there and down, you know, yeah. like he's, he's just there, there with you for no matter supportive. what. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay with being in that kind of stereotype, but there's even like deeper like mechanics to it. So like I found just a place that like I can fish and the fishing mechanic in this game is actually pretty awesome. So like, you know, you, you throw your reel in and then you're trying to like line up the fish to the, to the line of the water to the highlighted line of the water mm-hmm. as you're reeling it in. Uh feels really good. The cooking mechanics as well come in handy. And it actually also lends itself to exploration in the world. Mm-hmm. So the level design in this game is astounding, man. And, so- and when you cook, you could talk to your party members, right? Like it becomes mm-hmm. just like a hangout where you get to know them a little bit more. Absolutely. And the cool thing about it is like, you know, you're going around the world and it's not like, you know, I'm just running around to get to the next point. It's like, oh, there's some berries here. Oh, there's a fishing spot here. And, you know, different type of um, um, recipes are going to get me different bonuses and benefits. So maybe I do actually want to take my time and pick out some shrubbery. Right. And again, you're rewarded by going, oh, I was here to pick something. But now there's a chest here and it gave me a vest that I can use later on in the game. So this game, Kyle, is right now in the game of the year contender for me. I like to hear. Mm -hmm. The only problem that I have is Starfield's coming up. I'm playing this on PS5, and this is how much I I love this game. So I have it downloaded on PS5. When I uh, turn on my Xbox, when I plug it in, I got to find the power cable. It's been a while, guys. (laughs) I run a PlayStation show. Um I'm going to download it on Xbox because I want to support these guys, but I'm actually legitimately thinking that I'm going to make this my switch game um, because I think I could be playing this at like something like work when it's dead. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead. And I'm, and I'm thinking about this going, I just lost six hours of progress, but th- it goes to show you how much I love this game, but I'm like, but I get to play it anywhere. So yeah, that's awesome. I, I love to hear it. I have n- nothing negative to say about sea of stars i'm so excited when i finally play to find that connection to the messenger because they're in the same universe and i want to know what it is i'm so curious oh you'll know oh i'm sure i will but i'm just i'm very curious yeah this this is a really special game y'all need to download it and again if this was if this was like the this this could have been the hey listen (laughs) <laughs> We're upping the price of PS Plus services, but, but here's Sea expect, of Stars Day One. Yeah, you can expect way better games like than this. here's Saints Row. Yeah, Generation Zero. Missed opportunity. <sighs> Missed opportunity. All right, Sea of Stars. My impressions on it, very positive. You will probably hear me talk about it again next week. Uh, this is a game RPG that I RPG fans are feasting right now on PlayStation. So much, so much. We got Sea of Stars. Uh, you know, obviously Final Fantasy 16. Baldur's Gate, Gate, like all this week for me, it's just like, Kyle, you're going to be playing role-playing games for ever 500 hours this year. It's wild. That's right. Listen, try not to fall in love with Shadowheart. Okay. I'm going to try. I'll fail. I'm going to (laughs) try. Kyle, are you holding on to something? Boring pen today. 
That's all wait, I got. Actually, wait. You you talk to the audience. Oh, first. you know I what? No, I've no, got no. Something to hold on to, but I think it's Here's... across the room. One sec. T- tell gotta, tell everybody what you're uh, My niece made me a headband, so um, I'm holding that and putting it on my head. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work with the headphones, but you get the idea. Oh my god, I can't wait to play Sea of Stars. Goodbye, Volcano High. I got Stray Gods. Silcana in chat says uh, Carlac is here to put in your. Mo- I've seen Carlac uh, on the TikToks, the Tiki Takis. Uh, yeah, Stray Gods. Goodbye, Volcano High. Sea of Stars. <laughs> Baldur's Gate. I got Star Ocean, the second story, coming in November. Spider Man. Alan Wake. My goodness gracious. I need a solid three weeks off so I can just do nothing but play. And I got to go back to MLB oh. the show. They're putting in new cards and stuff. I got to. I got to. I'm sorry. Ooh. It's a sickness. Oh, <laughs> Joe's holding on to a FedEx package. That's right. FedEx envelope. It's a uh-huh. little bit of show and tell for this audio podcast. Ooh. Uh, you know, listen, I want to shout out uh, Kevin over at Bend Studios. And of oh. course, Jadis Von Metal uh, for just being incredible folks out there i saw this tweet so i know what it is yeah kevin was just like a community manager over at bend he's like listen i got some extra stickers lying around here i've got some pride stickers would you like some stickers and i said absolutely i would look at these bend studio stickers that he sent me kindness of his heart first off he spent he spent some money on this you know yeah fedex ain't cheap look at these stickers Beautiful. Those Beautiful. are cool. Those are very cool. And then, well, we're not even done there. We got like the what? official Ben Street. Like, where am I going to? Do I put this on Whoa. my car? You know? I don't know. All right. And then we got a patch. Days Gone patch right here. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? That looks like the one from the collector's edition. It might just be Ride the Broken Road. Farewell, original. And then, here's the beauty, Okay. People, yeah. I'm a pen connoisseur. No way. Got me a bent pen. That is awesome. I'm so excited that you got that. I'm there you go. very jealous. There you go. Yeah. I'm a big fan of pens with like company names on them. Like right? That. And it clicks. Look at this oh, click. Man. Maybe the noise gate will, will, will pick this up. That's a good click. It is a good click. It's a good click. Listen, if you want to send me some of those stickers when you send me my controller... By all means. You know what? That's a good... Yeah. But which one would you want? Would you want the green uh, one or you, the red you one? You pick. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice. Thank you, Ken. It's very nice. Thank you, Ben. Very nice. Thanks, Ben. All right. <clears throat> Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. First off, is that a headband? <laughs> that's what I grabbed. My, my niece made it. Oh, that's cute. It's out of like really thick yarn. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, that's cute. August 29th, Agatha Christie, the Hercule Pivot. Poor Roy. The London case, PS5, PS4. Crossfire <laughs> Sierra Squad on PSVR 2. Very interested in this game. I here, Okay, PR people, I always hear, oh, critiques on what we can do for you guys. I'm going to give you guys a critique back. When you give a press release, maybe you share us your, your email somewhere. Make it easier for me to contact you. All right. Mm. Sometimes it's like a goddamn guessing game. And listen, I got a 40 hour job. You know what I mean? Full time. All right. Got a lady friend. Her name's Luke's mom. Got to tend to her needs. Got an ailing mother here. 
I ain't got I ain't got time to be Sherlock Holmes searching for emails and, and, and coverage. You know what I'm saying? Make it easier on me, okay? I say that because so I spent 45 minutes trying to find <laughs> who does Crossfire Sierra's Squad. I cannot find it. Gosh dang. So. I know at, at my place of uh, employment, we put a, a form in every press release for you to, to do sign that up for. Ooh, Vicarious yeah. PR. Y'all are on my good list, you know? <laughs> Not just because you hired my boy, but that's just so smart. Goodbye, Volcano High on PS5, PS4, Rhapsody. Yeah. Moral Kingdom Chronicles on PS5. Sea of Stars, Joe's current maybe game of the year. I don't know. It's wild. I said that. Uh, PS5, PS4. Who would have guessed? Not me. The Making of Karataka on PS5, PS4. Under the Waves on PS5, PS4. I'm hearing good things about that. Kate over at But Why Though. Loved it. August 31st, Gourmet Warriors on PS4. How to the number escape PS5, PS4. Uh, guys, that's no longer clever. Okay, just how to escape mm. it. All right, that's my. It's another fad. That's another. That's fad another fad. That's another fad we need to kill. All right, <laughs> the numbers. Like I saw the Expendables four is expendable, but like the four is oh, yet. Oh my! It God. doesn't even look like an A. Sylvester Stallone. I know you're past your prime when you think a four looks like an A. Okay. You know, we could we could blame the Fast and Furious franchise for this. No, 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 no. I think Sylvester Stallone. No, now I got I got a real beef. I think I think he found out the old like boobs calculator meme, and he's like, "Oh, it's actually really smart. What if I make the four and A? You know?" And then he's like, "Oh, that's, that's a why good I almost slide, won an Oscar." What's that? That's a pretty good sly. Well, Can you give me a yo, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I find it so hilarious. Why can't I go on? Anyway, Tenbris Pictura on PS5, PS4. Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy on PS5. War Hospital. Y'all, that's just called the, the medical system in the U.S. But good way of shortening it. Did, uh, did you uh, did you skip Somerville? Oh, oh I sorry. Because I on the expendable rant. You know what? That's right. Uh, Somerville on PS5. Oh, it's making its way. Yeah, I'd love, love to see it. September 1st, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk on PS5, PS4. I'm hearing good things about this game. Excited to maybe check that out too. So, Kyle, that said, we're getting on to the last segment of the night, but our favorite segment, and that is the Sony Pony Express. Fuji writes in. I'm only an hour and a half in with Sea of Thieves, and I'm uh, sorry, Sea of Thieves, Jesus, Sea of Stars, and I'm absolutely in love. Uh, sorry, I love everything about it: the art style, the story, the music. Oh, the music! What other games come to mind that have a really well done oh, musical man. score? Let me tell you the story of a little IP, little known IP, a Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Pretty- it. Pretty much every Final Fantasy game, when I think of like game soundtracks and game scores, I think of Final Fantasy first. Fair. Followed very closely by Hades. Mm. That Hades score rips. Yeah. That's a good one. And then Uncharted is a good one. Last of Us. Gustavo's music is amazing. Yeah. Like it, that is. I think that is some of the most iconic, like when it comes to like, I don't know, PlayStation music, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I would say 
the oh my god was it like the all like all around me are familiar faces like the the gears of war song oh mm-hmm. yo that the breaking benjamin halo 3 song oh hell yes legitimately rips you wouldn't even know that's halo and then when no. you're playing halo it amplifies it. <laughs> oh my god shout dude. out to the death stranding soundtrack as oh, well the best soundtrack in games that's real good I mean, Ghost of Tsushima. I I listened to to the the Jin Sakai just theme maybe once a month. Like it, oh yeah, that's that is on there. Um, I mean, anything God no, of War related. Just like oh, somebody oh, just kills the bear McCre- blood in the snow. Ooh, from listen about that today. Listen about it. Too. Ooh. Boy, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, uh, self promo a little bit here. Please. An unintentional thing about this uh, showcase that we premiered today. The music of every trailer yeah. is like outstanding. It All was right. stuck in our heads for a long time. Shout out to Hot Buns. Yeah. You'll know when you watch. I don't want to spoil right. what it is. Right. It's pretty good. Ace Insane writes, out, writes in Does it annoy you when games require a new game plus playthrough in order to get the platinum? As much as I love Insomniac Spider-Man games, I've been running through them again before Spider-Man 2 comes out. Great idea. And because I've never gotten the Platinum in either, I finished Spider-Man Remastered, which does not require a new game plus for Platinum. However, Miles Morales does. Like I said, I love Spider-Man. But I wish that I wasn't forced to go through the game again just to get the Platinum. But... If I don't get it, I'll be 48 out of 50 trophies. Curious to know if you guys feel the same way. I hate it so much. Agreed. I hate it so much. The only games that get away with it is from software. Because you could probably save scum it to get those endings. Yeah, like I did. And you're mad at me because I did it. <laughs> yeah, just cheated yourself out of an experience. There, there are some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Where I do enjoy a new game plus, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, a new game plus on like hard mode. Yeah. For that platinum, was generally one of my favorite gaming experiences. It was tough, but it added new things and it made me rethink the way to play. Like not um, limit, like no inventory. I couldn't use any items in Ooh, that mode. Like what? that was a thing. Yeah. Um, or at least in combat. I forgot. What, it's been a while. Or, or like I generally loved grounded mode on Last of Us uh, Part One or the 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 remaster on yeah. PS4. It's super tough. I wanted to pull out my hair, but that game experience is there's nothing like it. But to require a a trophy to play it all over again for platinum, it's a bummer. It's yeah. a bummer. It's a bummer. I I hate it so much because to me, once I'm done with the game. The game is pretty much done. Again, unless you're from software, you got to get get away with it. But, like, it's just done. So it's hard for me to actually go back and play games as much as I love Ghost of Tsushima. It's hard for me to go back and play it because I already got that dopamine. So my brain's just like, we've already gotten this rush. We know what's coming up next. Or there's some parts where I wish I could fast forward, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, in Last of Us, if I could skip that bloater scene, and you know which one I'm talking about. I would. <laughs> so it's those little things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to butcher your name, sir. And I apologize. Cozy Co writes in, I'm becoming a longtime listener. First time questioner. Ooh. Question for the Sony Pony Express from Australia. So a good old fashioned. Yee-haw. Yee-haw. 
or whatever it translates to to Australia. Crocky. There you go. Uh, I'm back. Strip on the Bobby. <laughs> the Bloomin' Onion. I'm back. <laughs> Macadacas, right? That's what they call. Uh, right? That's what they call. Uh, oh, McDonald's? Yeah. yeah or Maccas? So. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Sounds like a slang. Maybe I said something awful. Anyway. Let us know how wrong we are. <laughs> yep. Remember when they fought a war against the kangaroos and the kangaroos won? Is that a real thing? Yeah. I think it was like in the 1930s. It was like they were like outrun by, I think, like kangaroos. And they tried, hey, to, they tried to hunt down the kangaroos, and I think the kangaroos won. Hey, shout out to the kangaroos. Shout out to the kangaroos. They stood their ground. You got to respect it. <laughs> you got it. You want to go? Have you ever seen those buff kangaroos? I, I, dude, I feel like that, that's they, all that they are, are just like buff. Those things are scary. They they don't skip leg day and they're just swole. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Oh my god. First off, just Australia seems like a place that is just dangerous. I'm like like I'm seeing a TikTok of this six foot python going from roof to roof in Australia or giant spiders coming out of the toilets. How do you live? And then I don't understand. There's like a worm that lives there. Get this guys. There's a worm that lives there that like throws up its entire body on you. And then you get like this, like tendril like thing. Like it's the last of us. I saw that on TikTok last night. I couldn't go to sleep. Australia. Why? And it's, it's like, it's not like a, it, it's like it grows on your. It's wild. Jeez, I love mm. animals, but I don't know Australia. No, not all of them. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I jump in a like kangaroo patch just to find out what it's like. Koalas are fun. Are the inside of kangaroo pouches like furry? No, they're moist. Or is it just, or is it just fleshy moistness? Yeah, it's like ooey gooey. It's like I a, apologize, I think, audio listeners. Yeah, I think it's like a placenta-like. Oh, no. Yeah. You're just swimming in placenta in a yeah. kangaroo? Like in the Matrix when they're in the tubes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That always freaked me out as a kid. Look, am I plugged into a computer? I'm back on the PlayStation 5 train after missing 2, 3, and 4. Had the Xbox of those generations i've gotten a long list on the backlog if you could go back and play a series exclusive to playstation again what is your first go-to love your work lads i mean mine's always bloodborne. thank you you can always go back to bloodborne sorry we just spent i don't know four minutes <laughs> talking about australia in probably a not positive light i don't um, know I, I think no they got some i mean every like everyone's hot in australia Oh, yeah, they gave us the Hemsworth oh, and God. Margot Robbie. I know. And Hugh Jackman. Come on now. Oh, my God. And Hugh? What a goddamn dreamboat. My goodness. All right. So thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. it. And, and Foster's beer. Enjoy a good Foster's beer. So you know what? Maybe uh, maybe it just hardens them. It very well could. It weeds out the chaff, yeah. you know? And the, the Irwins? God respects Steve Oh, Irwin. my God. Yeah, the goat. Yeah. yeah. Rip. Um... What is it? What is the series I would go back and play for? My, is this like a re-experience? Oh, and for the ACDC. First time? They have AD, ACDC. <laughs> and you always miss one. Bring it back! I'll kick it back! <laughs> back, back, oh. back, back. All right. Ugh. Here's a series that I think, because I'm thinking, when I think of like PS2 to me, Kyle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I like. 
when I think PlayStation, I think of PS4 and I think of PlayStation 2. I don't know why, but like PS2 lives in my heart. Mm-hmm. Has that special place. So like the first two games I would immediately pick is Ratchet and Clank and um and Jack and Daxter. Because I really feel like for me as a gamer, that's where PlayStation really hit its stride with connecting me with games uh in their pantheon because before Mm -hmm. that i was the nintendo kid so i would say if there's two series in particular jack and daxter ratchet clank i'll even throw sly uh sly cooper in there as well hell yeah 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 i'm i'm taking this as like re-experiencing it for the first time like take all your knowledge away i would love to go back and re-experience uncharted fresh fair yeah because like one is great, but not as good as the the every single sequel since then. Yeah. So to to play them in a modern setting, uh, with like the like the Nathan Drake collection, I think would be a, probably the best way to experience that firsthand. Yeah, I would also think like the games that and age... Resistance. I gotta I gotta mention Resistance too. You love that Resistance. Games that age incredibly well is God of War. Like God of War One is legitimately. Mm really good it still yep. holds up really well i'm not into the older god of wars because the devil may cry ask nature like of the camera doesn't do yep. it for me but like i could just like the game's great like god of war 2 is astounding so yeah, i would the say scale is pretty great yeah i would say yeah go back to that again i go back to the ps2 time splitters yeah. on ps2 let's do it uh-huh. red faction which you can play a classic now yeah you writes in. Hope you sorry. Hey guys, hope you're both doing well. As an owner of Sea of Thieves, sorry, Sea of Stars. See, I keep on saying Sea of Stars. Sorry, it happens. Thieves, Jesus, <laughs> all these seas, all these pirates. Sea of Stars in elite in the league. Ooh. I will say that I will take this W and relish it. Yuna, quick side As tangent. I have Sea of Stars in our fantasy league, Kyle. You definitely do. What do you think about, like, what size of a little cowboy hat are you going to wear when you lose? Again, I found one that you could put on, like, a little little hamster. You think about it while I read this. As uh, I think it's, I think it's like, this size. <laughs> oh, yeah. the middle finger. Very, yeah. very classy. Very classy. <laughs> typical. Typical house banger to just take class, throw it out the window. As... For my question this week, what are your favorite time? Sorry, what is what are your favorite time developers show how much a game meant to to them on a game? I just finished Trails of Azure uh, this past Monday, and the chest messages written by the team of localizers show how much the game means to oh, them. Oh, that's awesome! So I throw the ball over to you guys. What are some of your favorite devs showing uh, their appreciation in games? I, Two examples. Yeah, go for it. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go for uh, it. F- first one is, is Corey Barlog reacting to the review scores yep. uh, of God of War 2018. That is a amazing moment, and it's, I think, very important for people outside of the – in the, the gaming industry news bubble to see just how human devs are. Yep. And how important these games are to them, and how much sacrifices they they make to make these things happen. So that is amazing. My second example is in Chicory, 
Uh, once you 100% the game in Chicory, if you go back to your house, all the devs of the game are in there in animal form, and you can talk to them, and they're speaking to you through the characters. Oh, that's cool. So, like, Lena Rain, uh, composer on Celeste, and she worked on yeah. Chicory is in there and talking about the music and her favorite parts of it. That's the, the owner of the studio, the artist, the writer, just like them talking to you, the player of how much that game meant to them. And that is a very awesome moment. Uh, so please, if you play Chicory, go do all the things so you can experience it. Cause that's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a few, I think, I think their names like black thunder on Twitter. Um, they, they do like a lot of like, um, art for like God of war and like PlayStation titles. Um, Oh yeah. 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 yeah the tavern in Ragnarok is actually an ode to him. Which is like, or, or them, I don't yeah. know who they, who they are. And like, that's a really cool for like the dev team to appreciate their own community going like, yeah, this one's for you, you know? Um, I love when. Likewise, uh, sorry, Borderlands 2 had a, uh, they put a fan of the game who died mm-hmm. before the game come out and he was an NPC and a quest giver yeah. in the game. I love when they do those kind of things. Wow did that as well. That's the the OG one where I'm thinking of like a dev that passed away during WoW Classic and they when you're in spirit form in WoW, you walk up to this mountain and you just see a spirit uh I think what is it called? Yeah, spirit giver uh looking over the tomb. I think that's really that's really cool. That's really classy. I love that that they did that. So it's like those type of the team whether it's like a fallen comrade or like showing love to their community, that's that's what I love the most. Yeah. Katie writes in, "Hey guys, so hope we are all well." Oh dude, I'm great. <laughs> Katie, man, episode 3 of Ahsoka. Let's talk about it at length. Oh my goodness, gracious. You remember she did that thing with the thing? She did a flip. Uh, uh, it's a good week to be an RPG fan. I'll tell you what. So yep. this week, Imagine Dragons, everybody's new favorite Nickelback, have released a new single. That was me. Uh, <laughs> a new single for Starfield in partnership with Bethesda. Actually, pretty good. This brings me to my question: If you were in on, or sorry, in charge of creating a song for a game, what singer slash band would you bring on to perform it? Who would best suit the feel you're going for? As always, much love. Life as a gamer is so good right now, and I'm very happy. Love you guys. I'm very happy too. Love you too, Katie. So so happy. Um, Mm -hmm. I always go back again. I know, broken record. Bloodborne, Slipknot, Burden. Thank me later. Wow, you had that ready to go. That song is literally every time I play it. First off, one of my favorite Slipknot songs, but it that's Bloodborne. Like I'm like that. It just makes me think of it. Um, but I know a lot of these songs, Kyle. Can I be honest? Like the mm-hmm. Lilith song by Halsey. First off, respectfully to Halsey, but and also an amazing, talented artist. But respectfully. Um, but like that song is just like, she's saying the same thing over and over again. Hmm. It's like, it's not like, there's no umph to it. There's no gravitas to it. Right. Like this Imagine Dragon song, it's an Imagine Dragon song, you know? I, I also love how Imagine Dragons are just the go-to for video game original songs. Now. Right. Like they did, they did the, the arcane, arcane one. theme. Yeah. That's pretty like, good. It's, 
It's weird. Uh, Hozier was in the Blood in the Snow, mm-hmm. uh, God of War Ragnarok, which is amazing. The only thing that comes to my mind, because I am such a huge fan of them, and I always will be, is Paramore. Mm. If Paramore could make a Horizon song, I think that would be rad. Also respectfully. Um, yes. Yeah. No. That's most. That's mostly my TikTok. Haley Williams performing on stage. <laughs> that's fair. That's very. <laughs> that's usually how my dreams start too. Um, yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm still Ooh, thinking. Foo, uh, Foo Fighters has to make a song for a game, but what game? Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Lincoln Park. If I could, this is my dream. We're bringing Chester that, back for this. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're doing a Transformers game. <laughs> Is it the same song that was in the movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or, or thematically, it fits with this pod. Twenty One Savage <laughs> does a Transformers song. They turn into whatever they morph into. <sighs> you know. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know. Uh, Walmart kid making a Days Gone. <laughs> I don't know yes. his name. The, the guy, the kid who's yodeling. Kid? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, I guess that. Um, and let me see, see one more. I mean, again, go back to the like two thousand, like Breaking Benjamin and Halo. Ooh, we yeah, that just yeah, sounds yeah. good. You know. It just sounds. What would go good with Spider Man? N- nothing like just Spider Man. You're right. Maybe we get Metro back to do a maybe song. Maybe that's maybe that's the Foo Fighters. I don't know. Foo Fighters do a Spider Man song. I know you're probably not a Foo Fighter fan. I'm not a Foo Fighter fan. No. Mm, that's a bummer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let's get Ryan Gosling. You know where does where where is uh, I'm just Ken fit into the. PlayStation Cinematic Universe. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? Oh, they, you you might not know who they are, but uh, Magnolia Park? Never Put them in Spider-Man. Oh, they're okay. very good. Pop punk band. They're very Fair good. Enough. Fair enough. Well, Kyle, that's been the episode. That's been the trophy room this week. Ooh-wee. I, I felt like this was a pretty good episode. Yeah, it was fun. I'm very sweaty, though, right now. I'm very sweaty, <laughs> <It's>... too. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I feel like when we're loopy tired, it's actually when we're doing our best work. <laughs> what does that say? I when don't we're know. prepared and we're we're on it? Yeah. Does that mean we're bad at podcasting at that point? I don't know. Could be. But listen, don't tell us that when you rate us five stars over on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Definitely don't. Or on Spotify where you get a chance to win your very own limited edition Spider-Man Dual Sense controller, ooey, or join our Discord and you're in to the Spider-Man giveaway. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? That's it, Kyle. Anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Yeah, I mentioned it that at was the beginning. That's okay. I, 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 we've been doing this for five plus years. I know what you <laughs> what you say. I mentioned it earlier. It would mean the world to me if you go check out the six one indie mini indie showcase. I realized when I was editing the interviews together, mm-hmm. instead of saying mini indie, I was saying Mindy indie. <laughs> so I'm really focusing on saying it correctly. Go check that out. Um, 30, 
three games, 40, uh, 46 minutes long as the showcase. Yeah. All stellar. Go wishlist them. Go tell the devs that you're excited for their game. It would mean the world to me and definitely them because most of these games weren't on a platform already, like a showcase already. So we're showing them off for the first time. A lot of exclusive trailers that only we have. Mm. Um, very cool stuff. A lot of great things. So you can find everything at 61indie.com slash showcase. The video, the eight dev interviews, a couple of write-ups, a three-hour long post-show where we talk about the games and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, and every game on there that was shown, the links, everything. It's all in one spot. So go give it a look. Oh, and uh, you can follow me if you want, Mr. K Step, everywhere. Uh, I'll be sleeping momentarily. <laughs> you know, Kyle, I don't get to spotlight much on the show. And I feel you like, don't. And I wish you would. Well, I'm going to start right now. Good. Cool. So our fantasy league, House Slinger slash House no, I take, Slinger. I take this back. We uh listen, House I Slinger. I can end the stream right now. So Well, we're still recording. House Slinger Fuck. is in the lead by twenty six points. Uh okay. CS Stars really got us ahead. Now you have Starfield. I thought I had Starfield. Mm-hmm. All so right. we'll we'll find out if that's good or not tomorrow. We'll, we'll find out. Well, well, the internet will definitely let us know. Um, yeah. So maybe you're gonna wear a little, uh, little mini indie cowboy hat, or wait, maybe just a little mini indie hat, like an Indiana Jones. You'll be my little indie. You know. I do not like that. <laughs> Why Indiana Jones is great. Me being your little indie? No, yeah. I don't like that moniker at all. I love Hi, it. I'm Kyle. I'm Joe's little indie. <laughs> <laughs> you, no. you sit. You sit in my palm, of my hand. No. You have a little whip. Mm -mm. Hello. Nope. You're not going to put me any cup in a cupboard like that <laughs> book whose name isn't great now. Oh, wait. What, it, what is the me. name? What is the name? I'm going to. Uh, I know Native it's American in a cupboard, in but it's cupboard. not Native American. Well, I had the cupboard. Did you actually have the. Yeah, we. I had the whole set. Thing? Oh, wow. dude, that movie's so good. But there is a scene where like he shoots an arrow. I think it hits the kid and he cuts him or something. That yeah. freaked me out. That really did freak me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of that. Also, shout out to the Small Soldiers. Another good movie. Yeah. From our childhood. It's so great. good. So no, good. Not related. Just wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Uh, you can find the Trophy Room at PlayStation Podcast made by the players for the players. Uh, wherever you get your podcast service of choice or the video version, you can watch us. Uh, live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, at PS Trophy Room on YouTube. Again, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars on Spotify. It not only helps us out, but it gives you a chance to win that Spider-Man DualSense controller. So, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep it what's about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. I love you. <laughs>